Welcome to a new mini-series for this week that we are calling The Daily Meditation, where we take biblical accounts and meditate on how they relate to specific topics we cover on the podcast. Today, Brian will be meditating on the life of David and Moses and how that relates to FOMO. Two major characters in the Bible, Moses and David, both faced situations where they ended up missing out on major things. Moses' story starts in the book of Numbers and ends in the book of Deuteronomy, where at one of the points in his pretty arduous journey with the children of Israel, he lost his temper. God had told him to perform a miracle that he'd already done once of bringing forth water from a rock of all the crazy things. And he was so tired of the people complaining about not having water, even though God had always provided for them, that he freaked out in front of the people. He hit the rock, called the people rebels, and said, must we bring water for you out of this rock? And the way he acted in front of the people gave the people of Israel evidently a wrong picture of God. And God says to him, because you didn't believe me, to hallow me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land which I had given them. Now, this is huge because Moses' whole life up to this point had been dedicated to getting through the desert and getting to that land. He had walked away from his home in the royal family in Egypt, and he had dedicated now a long time to try to get to this land God had promised, and he just heard from the Lord in a pretty radical moment of disobedience that he would never actually see the land. Now, Moses continues to lead the people through the wilderness. He does make it up to the edge of the land, And in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 32, God tells him that he can go up to the top of a mountain, which is in the land of Moab, which would be across from the land of Canaan. And God says, view the land of Canaan, which I give to the children of Israel as a possession, and then die on the mountain, which you ascend and be gathered to your people, just as Aaron, your brother, died on Mount Hor and was gathered to his people. And then it records in chapter 34 that Moses did go up from the plains of Moab, it says, to the top of Mount Pisgah which is across from Jericho, and the Lord showed him all the land of Gilead as far as Dan. And God said to him, this is the land which I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants, and I've caused you to see it with your eyes, but you shall not cross over there. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, and that's from Deuteronomy chapter 34. Then later on, a king from Israel, King David, has this deep desire out of his love for God to build God a temple. And he tells Nathan the prophet that he wanted to build this temple for God. And Nathan said, do it. That's awesome. And then later, God appears to Nathan or comes to Nathan and sends Nathan Nathan back to David with the message that David would not be allowed to build the temple, but that actually his son Solomon would build the temple. As you go through David's life towards the end, it's recorded in 1 Chronicles chapter 21 that he ends up being able to find the place where the temple should be built. And when he realizes that's the place, he buys the land and proceeds to prepare all of the materials that would be needed for his son to build the temple. And he literally plans the whole project. And even, it seems, if you're reading the end of First Chronicles, gets plans for the temple from the Lord somehow and prepares the whole thing. So, we have two stories. We have Moses wanting to go into the land of promise and not allowed to. And then we have David wanting to build the temple. And God told him, no, two situations that men missed out on. Moses missed out on a promise of God. He didn't get to experience the land that they were all waiting for. There are things in life that we will not get. The blessings of God 
don't mean that we will get to enjoy every experience or even the best version of the experiences that we do get. To walk with God means that we can know that He will give us the things that we need to accomplish His purposes in our lives now. And then in eternity, we can know that we'll be completely fulfilled by the experience of living in fellowship with God and the new creation. I wonder if Moses faced the temptation to give up in Numbers chapter 20 when God told him that he wouldn't get to go live in the land. You know, I wonder if Moses thought something like, then what's the point? What am I doing all this for? What did I follow you for? And why should I bother with all this trouble? In fact, why didn't I just stay in the palaces in Egypt where I had the good life? You know, if Moses did think those things, we don't have any indication of it, which probably tells us something important. It doesn't actually say in the Bible that he thought those things. So, it's possible that what we're seeing there is that there is a kind of mature walk with God that we can grow into where even if we do actually miss out on some good thing, even if we get to a point and realize that we might never have that thing, God is able to be what we need. And we can have a closeness to him that keeps us from ditching out on our duty and running away from his call in our lives. Moses faithfully carried on serving God and never ran from what God had given him to do. And in the end, God let him see the land he wanted to see. And we have a hint of something even greater in the New Testament where we're told about the time when Moses appeared in a glorified state to talk with Jesus standing in the land of Israel itself where he had never stood in his life. And I wonder if we're supposed to pause when we read that and say, wow, he made it. And that's probably meant to point our minds to something else that Jesus said. You know, he said things like the meek shall inherit the earth. Moses will have the land in time. He'll have everything. And so will we. No matter what we miss out on in this life, we never need to fear missing out truly for all eternity. And David's story is similar. He missed out on something he desperately wanted to do. But what was his response? It was first to rejoice in the promises of God that were made to him. And second, to get busy doing the things that he could do. He couldn't build the temple, but he could prepare and plan everything. And so, we could have a hand in the whole thing and then his son could do the work. Like, he didn't actually build it, but he did all this other stuff to express his love for God and get him ready for it. So, what is the Christian response to actually missing out? One that doesn't involve fear or depression. So, first, we can rejoice in the promises that God has given us and who God is for us. And second, we can faithfully do the things that God has actually given us to do. You know, FOMO worries about the things that God has not given us to do. But faithfulness says, well, I have a bunch of things that God has given me to do, so I'm not going to worry about what he hasn't given me to do. I'm going to spend my time thinking about and performing the duties that he has put in front of me. <laughs> 